Hello and welcome to episode 214 of the Enough Podcast. My name is Mike Hurley and I'm joined by Mr. Patrick Roan. Hi. How you doing? Oh, I don't know. I'm kind of I'm kind of rot today and I know we kind of have to make it a somewhat uh, short quick show. So let's uh, we probably should just jump on to it and then I can get back to um hanging out with the two incredibly hot women that are in my uh kitchen right now making jam together. I'm not going to go there. <laughs> I just recorded I just recorded with Matt so my brain is in a is in a gutter. It, 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 it. <laughs> uh, at least it's not uh, Vitici where you're ripping off your trousers you have the breakaway trousers or oh, that's Matt Matt is, oh, is tearaway trousers yep. oh that's his, his he's the one with the breakaway tra- trousers mm-hmm. Okay. now we all wear them apparently <laughs> uh, so last week we kind of s- it was mentioned and then I was like okay yeah we gotta get back to that um and uh, bouncing off of, uh, I believe it was episode six of Back to Work, um, mm-hmm. one of the early episodes of the of the Merlin Man show, um, hosted uh, uh, in part uh, by Dan Benjamin, but only only in a small small way, when he manages to get a word in edgewise. Um, but um, <laughs> I'm joking about all of that, of course. Um, but I I found I. I hadn't heard that one or, you know, didn't remember listening to that one um, and uh, was intrigued by the concept. So, Michael, you're the one who said it. You said that uh, don't send me email. Email is an expectational debt for me. Mm-hmm. So I might I might be getting the term wrong, but... No, you, you weren't. It, that's okay. what... You said. <laughs> so um, when I when I say it's an expectational debt, like if somebody emails me, it sits in the inbox um, and needs to be actioned. And I don't like inboxes of any Just kind. Just in general. Yeah, I don't like them. So um, letterpress, the game. Mm-hmm. I can't play it because it's an inbox. <laughs> you know... I spent just a few days with that game, and suddenly I realized I had to delete it. That, that yep. like, I, that there was going to be nothing else that got done. That you know, all I was going to get was game requests all the time, right? And yep. that, yeah, draw no, I, something. I get... Draw something was the same. I got rid of that because it felt like another inbox. It was a another thing that every now and then I'd have to get into, and I'd have to start plowing through it. And that removes the fun element for me from those sorts of games where you've got that multiplayer aspect. Um, and it's my own fault because with both of those games, I'm like, come and play, blah, blah, let's play. And so then I, <laughs> I get myself into that situation, but then can't really get myself out of it very well. Yeah. So I, for me, the reason that I don't like email is because I like to respond to email. So if somebody emails me, mm-hmm. I will endeavor to respond to them. It might not be like necessarily as timely as everybody would like, but I will, if an email deserves a response, will respond to it. Okay. So because of that, my email inbox 
builds up, but it doesn't build up a lot. So, like, for example, I have five emails unread in my email inbox at the moment, which is not a lot. No, that's not a lot. But they're all emails that need to have something done to them. Mm-hmm. So when I see my email inbox, which I see in lots of places, I see it in Notification Center, you tell me you shouldn't have it in there, but I do, so, you know. <laughs> um, I see the little notification badge on my Mac. I don't have it on my iPhone. Um, I think to myself, oh, I need to do need to do something with that. Yeah, and, and obviously people email me things. They don't necessarily email me questions. So I have some a couple of things in my email inbox. I'm like, right, I must remember I need to check that site out. I need to watch that video. And every time mm. I see it, I feel this little like pang of guilt inside my stomach because it's like he wants me to look at that and I've not looked at it yet. Yeah. So then I'll send an email and be like, Sorry, dude, this is definitely on my radar to do. Haven't got around to it yet. Promise you that I will. And they go, okay, no problems, no rush. And then I feel worse. (laughs) And people will say to me, well, you know, you should just not have the notification there, like a notification center. This, I still know they're there. (laughs) <laughs> like it doesn't matter that I can see them I still know that they're there and plus I go into my email multiple times in a day and they're still there and I don't want to remove these emails because they are emails that I want to deal with and I know that there is systems of filing and if you put it in this this mailbox and this inbox and then you go in and you do the thing that doesn't really gel with my way of working um, okay. even though I'm stressed by it inboxes kind of work best for me if I put something in a folder never going back to it well, so that said, there are inboxes that you prefer, right? Like the fact is, is that we're all going to have inboxes of one sort or another, right? I mean, in fact, you know, to a certain extent, I mean, any request we receive yep. is quote unquote an inbox. Yep, right? My entire life online these days, and this is not meant to sound in like a douchey way, is full of inboxes. I have inboxes everywhere. Offline as well. Yeah. I mean, let's let's be honest. Any relationship is a potential for an inbox, right? Mm -hmm. A friend who wants to get together for lunch. Boom, there's a request in your inbox, right? Uh, You know, a a buddy who asks you for a favor. Boom, there's a request for, you know, that's in an inbox. It may not be a physical one or a virtual one that that you can see, but it is one, it's a mental one. Yep. Right? You know, it is a request that you need to make a choice about and that you need to respond to and take some action on if you respond in the positive or or, or, or not, right? I mean, you know, uh, just this morning, you know, my uh, my wife, who's one of the two incredibly hot women in my kitchen making jam, um, and, you know, hence the reason why I'm able to get away with saying this, uh, she needed pectin and some uh, lemon juice uh, from the, the store for the jam. And she was like, oh, you know, I don't know how I'm going to be able to squeeze in time to get this before Rebecca comes over. I said, don't worry about it. I happen to be, you know, it's on the way to where I'm going to meet a friend for lunch. I'll just get it on the way. And boom, now I've put something in my own inbox at my own choice, right? <laughs> and, you know, in order to. So I guess what I'm saying is that we need to stop thinking of inboxes necessarily as this physical place, especially in order to 
address this issue and this question of expectational debt, that inboxes are in fact a mental place that live in your mind that are entirely controlled by you. And how you feel about them is also entirely of your choosing. <laughs> uh, you know, and I know this gets back to this whole choice thing that Mike and I, you know, have uh, sometimes uh, argued uh, and disagreed about. Um, which is okay because he's still young and he has a chance, uh, at least a good another twenty years or not, to learn. Um, <laughs> but. But part of that is recognizing that, you know, while certainly the way you feel is the way you feel, and hey, that's your, that's your choice, and you have a perfect right to feel that way, that it is your choice, and based upon that feeling and based upon that choice, you then need to make some certain decisions about where you prefer to accept those requests or not, and try to try to set the proper expectations for people, right? That expectational debt is something that is entirely within our control. And while certainly, you know, there are going to be people who are like, nope, I'm only going to email you. I don't use text. I don't use uh, this. I only use email. And that's, that's the way it's going to go. Well, you still have a choice. You can say, well, great. You send it to me there. I'm not responding to it. So I have <laughs> I have inboxes that I prefer and that I like and I think my favorite is Twitter because it's really fast to get through those things. So somebody somebody tweets me, mm -hmm. asks me a question or something, I can get back to that really quick. Like mm -hmm. It's under 140 characters for them. It's under 140 characters for me. Simple. Mm -hmm. that's, mm -hmm. why, that's, why I, that's why I like that, you know? Yeah. Well, and I think that... Uh, so, oftentimes on the uh, app.net, I'll, I'll say that, uh, you know, I'm going to... You know, I'm processing email in full Steve Jobs mode uh, today, you know, because uh, if anyone's read any emails from Steve Jobs, you know, or even received one or two, because he was known to, I mean, you could email, you know, Steve at Apple.com, and it was not unusual to receive a response from him, even if you were Joe Blow on the street, right? You know, it did, like he didn't know you from Adam. Um, but the way that he was able to do that, you know, because you'd send them some email like, you know, hey, Steve, do you think there will ever be any, uh, you know, support for WMV files on the iPhone? Nope. <laughs> you'd get one word back, right? <laughs> Yo, hey, Steve, here's this incredibly long, detailed email that uh, I've uh, taken the time to thoughtfully compose uh, with the ultimate respect for your time, yet I feel the need to explain every last detail. Uh, could you please uh, give me an answer? Maybe. <laughs> and that was his response, right? I don't um, like to do that, though. <laughs> That's not how I like to interact with people. And I get that. I get why people, I get why you do it. I get why many people do it. But 
It's like why I try and reply to as many tweets as I receive, which is not a lot, but, you know, if people want to talk to me, then I try my best to to talk to them. Um, I just feel it's a... For me, I just feel it's a nice thing to do, and, and to me it feels like the right thing to do. And I know that me and you have discussed this many times where you think that I'm crazy, but... <laughs> Amp.net okay. is you interesting. You think I'm crazy. I, I've fallen out with app.net like the mm-hmm. the timeline stuff of it like i use the back end api of messages you know forever and ever and ever the whisper yes i use it all day all day every day so i'm getting more use of it out of app.net than i ever did before but i don't really check in as a timeline i know that you do yeah, and, well, I want to back up a, a piece here. Okay. I did kind of go off there. Yeah. No, well, and I, I like Whisper, too, by the way. Um, but I, 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 do want to, I do want to back up a piece, all right? Here, here's the reason why. I wonder, and, and this is more of a question, um, do you like Twitter and things like Whisper because there is a constraint on both sides? In other words, is it that if someone takes the time to write you an incredibly well-thought-out, long-detailed email, that you feel it is disrespectful if you can answer whatever that thing was in just a couple words? Yeah, I don't like doing that. Right. Um, yet, with both Twitter and with Whisper, one, you have a 140-character limit. The other, you have a 256-character limit. hmm Right? On both sides. So the potential for someone to send you a question or request or whatever, uh, something that you need to take action on and respond to, is set the same on both sides. Because even if somebody sent me four tweets in a row, I -hmm. only have to respond in one tweet, right? Mm -hmm. But it's not like that with email. I can respond, I can make that email response as long as I want. Mm -hmm. And so can the other person. Mm -hmm. So if somebody sends me a really long email about something, I feel like I should read it and then I feel like I should respond to it. And I don't necessarily think that I should, I don't feel like I need to respond um, in full, you know, like a huge essay, but I feel like I need to have thoughtfully considered what has been written and take the time to read it all. Yeah. Well, and I, th- I think that, you know, what you're doing actually is, you know, I think very healthy, right? You You've made the choice about, you know how you feel about receiving certain communications in certain inboxes versus other inboxes. You've decided that these inboxes you feel better about and are easier for you to engage with and to feel okay about than this other inbox or two or three over here, right? And... You know, as I've said before, a big part of this is that we have a tendency to either A, 
not set expectations properly for people or B, allow other people's expectations to guide and, and rule us when it comes to such things. And I think it's really healthy to, to set an expectation and to say to, you know, people like you did, don't send me email, you know, I, cause I, it, it creates an expectational debt for me. I would rather you interact with me here or here. Um, now you have set the expectation. You have let people know this is how I prefer to be communicated with. I hope that, you know, fits in with how you, you would like to communicate as well. And if not, you now know what to expect by communicating me with, from it, with any other way. And we, as I've also said before, we didn't have to do this back in the old days, you know, before you were born, Michael. Um, you know, back, back in the old days, we didn't have these same sorts of expectations placed upon us because we didn't have the technology or communications mediums where random people could just end up in our inboxes, right? Yeah. <laughs> you know, someone had to know your telephone number. In order for them to know your telephone number, you almost always had to provide your telephone number. Um, or they had to go through the work of, of the work of looking it up in the phone book and that sort of thing. But even then, there wasn't an answering machine. It would ring and ring and ring. And if you weren't home, if you didn't take that call, guess what? No expectations. The only expectation was with the person who was doing the calling to have to call again later, right? And, you know, the advent of the answering machine, and in some ways even before that, the personal secretary, uh, ended all that, right? <laughs> you know, that, that now there was a way for people to contact you um, and leave an expectation for you without you being able to set one for them. And, and I, I think that's where this idea of expectational debt really began. Um, but I would argue that nothing has really changed, that in the same way that, that um, we had to set those expectations on an interpersonal level, you know, i.e., you know, I know the sorts of things. Yeah, I know the way I ask my wife if, you know, she could do something for me or I could do something. She knows the way that she asks me, you know, needs to be communicated in a particular way that I will best respond to, right? Does that make sense? Mm -hmm, like, mm -hmm. the, like, these are negotiations we do all the time. This isn't anything new. This is things that we do in our interpersonal life. Yeah, the people that, that I speak to the most in my life know the ways in which I like to communicate. Yeah. And not only know the ways in which you like to communicate, but also are adept in knowing that, you know, if I just, if I just come up to you and say, you know, hey, Mike, you need to do this for me. You'd be like, huh? What? Why? Why? If you're going to put it that way, why would I want to do it for you? You unless, know what I unless mean? Unless I'm in the office, because in the office that happens all the time. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude, don't even get me started. Um, and so, um, but on, you know, but then again, you know, if someone comes and says, you know, hey, Mike, it would really help me out if you could 
do this one thing for me if it's not too big of a trouble for you, you're going to take that request much differently. That's going to enter your inbox in a different way. And that that's an expectation that you've helped to, you know, that, that I've set for myself. You know, it is easier to attract honey or flies with honey than it is with, you know, with acid, right? Or whatever. I forget what the term is. You know what I'm saying. <laughs> I've never but heard I'm that before, <laughs> but that sounds weird. <laughs> it does. <laughs> but the bottom line is that, you know, we have inboxes all over our life, Michael. Mm-hmm. It's not It's not just the virtual ones. It's not just the email. It's not just the, you know, that all of these inboxes occupy the same mental space. They are They are requests for us to take action on something, to do something, to take a next step. And we just simply need to communicate to people and and also to be mindful ourselves that there are some ways that work for some people that may not work for others. And we need to be the ones to both set those expectations and in lieu of them not being set for us, need to divorce ourselves of the idea that we know what's best. Maybe it might help to ask, how would you like to be communicated with? You know, right. would you prefer this in email or would you prefer a phone call? Would you prefer a tweet? Would you prefer a direct message of some sort? Really, what service? Do you prefer Facebook? You know? And, you know, also it's a negotiation. It goes both ways. You know? If you prefer Facebook, I might not and might say, uh, I don't really do Facebook. Can we come up with another way? Sure. And thus, expectational debt is erased. So, uh, we should probably get to a sponsor here, huh? Sounds like a good idea to me, Mr. Roan. All right. So, take a quick moment to thank our friends over at Squarespace. Squarespace. We love Squarespace, Pat, don't we? We do. We do. Squarespace is the all-in-one platform that makes it easy to create your own website. For a free trial and 10% off, go to squarespace.com and use the offer code TALLYHO8. Squarespace are constantly updating their platform with new features, designs, and fantastic support. They have beautiful designs that you can start with and tons of style options for you to adjust so you can really make your own space online. Squarespace take care of all the difficult stuff. They take care of hosting, SEO. They take care of making sure that your site looks fantastic on any device. It's really easy to use, but they have fantastic support. They have a really great support team. Award-winning, in fact. If you need any issue, if you sorry, if you need any issues to be helped with, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, they're available. I want you to go to squarespace.com to sign up for a free trial and find out why your next website should be a Squarespace website. Because I have great videos there that show you all the different types of site that you can create on Squarespace. They take all of the hassle out of it. They make everything really simple, really easy, really beautiful. Any website that I want to create these days, Squarespace is where I go because it's just it just makes it painless for me. Mm-hmm. Spend less time and behind the scenes and more time creating the content. Squarespace plans start at just $8 a month, and they include a free domain name if you sign up for a year. Don't forget, you'll get 10% off and support the show by using the offer code TALLYHO8. So go check out Squarespace, everything that you need to create an exceptional website. Yep, and uh, thanks to Squarespace for their ongoing support of this podcast. Really appreciate it. 
Over a year, over a year now. I well know, over a year. Crazy. Um, uh, all right, so kind of you know dovetailing off of this, uh, I'll mention this quickly and then we'll go. Um, uh, David, David Chartier. Um, David Chartier. Would you like fries with that? Um, and so he did this uh, really, uh, what I uh, felt was a really uh, great post about how he went on, a, like, what did he call it? A, a note apocalypse, <laughs> a push note apocalypse. Oops. Where he basically said, "Okay, I'm done with all push notifications, badges, the whole nine yards, with you know, very, very, very few exceptions. But you know, from now on, my default, whenever I install some new app and it says, oh, 'Ooh, we'd like to enable push notifications,' would be don't allow, right? Um, and uh, um, and how much that changed how he approached his." various inboxes um uh, that now he tends to go to these places and deal with things intentionally as opposed to reactionally right um that that it's it, it's not these things constantly pulling at his attention um and i don't know i thought it i thought it was good post i'm going to see to it that uh that michael um links to it in the show notes but I also wanted to say um, that you know. So I did this other. I was a guest on this other um, podcast where we talked at great length um, uh, about this um, and because uh, it was based on a reader question. There, um, the name of the site is Untitled Minimalism. Um, it's episode 26 of that podcast, Drinking from the Fire Hose. And, you know, basically it was uh, someone who had written into him, uh, Robert Wall is the name of the host, uh, who uh, felt like, you know, he had too many RSS feeds and too much, uh, you know, digital clutter and things like that. Um, and I think it fits well not only into this discussion, I talk at length about how to deal with some of that stuff and my own ways of having dealt with some of it, um, but also the idea that, you know, part of the problem is that for a lot of people, their default is yes, right? Their default is, you know, yes, send me an email. Yes, you want to give me a phone call? Yes, you want to send it via Twitter? Yes, you want to, you know what I mean? Like, not only not properly setting those expectations, but me even more improperly making their default yes. Your default should be no. <laughs> it should be no as a default. The yes should have to be worked for. It should have to be earned, right? That to, you know, that there's only certain people in your life that should get yes as a default, right? My, my child gets yes as a default, for most things. But for certain things, obviously. Daddy, can I have a cookie? <laughs> the default's not yes. <laughs> right? <laughs> you know, Daddy, can I stay up an extra half hour and watch a show? 
the default is not yes, right? The default is no. Um, but I think, you know, for a lot of things, we tend to make the default yes. And I'm here to say that that's a dangerous position to put yourself in, that your default should always be no. If, a, if some app asks you if it wants to tug at your time and attention, the default should be no. If some new inbox for you to sign up for, um, you know, be it you know, some social network or some hot new web app or service or what have you, your default should be no. And in order for that thing to get past that no, it should prove its worth and prove its value and prove why it's important for you to give your precious seconds away to you. And I think just doing that, just making that change in your life can have huge effects, right? So, but, uh, you know, I think, I'll, I think we'll leave it at that idea. Link to those couple of things. They're in uh, the show notes. All right, terrific. So, Michael, let people know what inboxes you prefer. Twitter, please. <laughs> I'm at imike, I-M-Y-K-E. And I'm Patrick Roan, and I don't necessarily have a default uh, inbox, but I actually do like email. I prefer email. You may get a one-word response. Those are rare, but they do happen, especially if the email comes in on a Friday, because I generally don't even look or respond to those until Sunday. I let them pile up over the weekend, in which case I just have to go into Steve Jobs mode in order to get through the backlog. But that's okay. Um, I don't, I don't mind it at all as long as you don't, uh, either. And Patrick, we're on just about everywhere else. I'll respond to you on Twitter and AppNet and whatever else you want. So, with that, I guess we will chat later. We will. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs>